stand to your feet one more time. Grab your Bibles. Grab your cell phones. I believe the Lord has given me a word for you today. And I want you to take it specifically and personally for you. Uh, I believe God's word is going to challenge us. We, live in, we are living in trying times. But it's not a time where we, the church will degress. It's a church that we should progress. Amen? We're going to continue to move forward and seeing God do things different. It is a different season. But I am not shaken in my faith. How I many has got some faith in this house today? we got faith to believe that God's more than enough. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 44, we'll start with that verse. And then we'll read a parable that Jesus gave in Matthew 25. Very familiar. Matthew 24, verse 44 says this, Therefore, you also be ready. Somebody say, be ready. Who's he talking to? He's talking to everybody. Okay? I believe he's also talking to the church. Because if there's somebody that needs to be ready, it's the church. If we ain't got an excuse not to be ready. If we know the truth, we should always be ready. He says, you now be ready for the Son of Man. Somebody say Jesus. Is coming. Catch this. Listen, boys and girls. At an hour you do not expect. Could be any minute. Are you ready? This is a personal message today. I don't want you to worry about your neighbor. I don't want you to think, man, that's a good word for my wife. No. This message is for you today. Matthew 25, familiar passage. I'm going to read you a story that Jesus painted so clearly about the coming of the Lord. Then the kingdom of heaven, we've continued in our series about kingdom priorities. He's painting a picture of what the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. That's Jesus. Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and they slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and they trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they were, went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who re- were ready went with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say unto you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man should come. Today I want to speak to you simply from a subject, Wake up and get right, Jesus is coming back. Father, I love you and I thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, you do what only you can do. Use this vessel to minister this truth. Transform and change the hearts of all of us. That we may be ready in that soon coming. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you. 
once again. So, uh, interesting thought. Last night, uh, I might have kind of done it on purpose because of the message the Lord has been laying on my heart. But with all the things that's been happening, if you read in Matthew chapter 24, scriptures tell us that of how that we can see signs of the time. We, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. Uh, if you come and ask me, my, my kids have asked me, last night we was watching uh, as a family in, in mine and Brooke's bed. We all just jumped into bed, all five of us. Even my 17-year-old, he was a little big. But uh, we just had a, a family night, and um, we watched a movie called Left Behind. How many ever seen that movie? Uh, I, I, used, I have never seen the, the newest one, 2014. But uh, it's actually really good. It gives you a, a good perspective. But my kids really got shocked when everyone disappeared. And the coming of the Lord, a representation of the rapture, the trumpet sounded. People were doing their thing. They were going and coming. They, they were interested in, in money. They were interested in their cars. They were focusing on their trips and where they were going and <clears throat> where they needed to be. They were interested in, in love. They were interested in all kinds of things. But none of them were aware that their time was about to be called and that Jesus was going to come back. And in that story, it painted such a, paints such a beautiful picture. I encourage you to watch it. If you haven't got to watch it, watch it. It sets an atmosphere. First and foremost, it's not. The rapture should never be a place or a time to scare anybody. If I could, I would get up here and I would say everything I, to, I, possible to scare you to give your heart to Jesus, to scare you to live for Jesus. But listen, that's an emotion, and emotions don't last. Experiences transform and change atmospheres. Emotions will make you draw some tears, and then when you walk out, it's back to reality. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to simply wake you up. I'm here to wave a flag in your face and say, listen, no matter what you're doing, you must make sure that you are ready because Jesus is coming back. Doesn't matter what politics is going on. Doesn't matter who's going to be the next president. Don't get caught up in all that so much to the fact that you're so focused on tomorrow that you forget that today is the day of salvation. Matthew chapter 24, if you want to know the signs that, that really are going, that we can see and that's going to take place, I encourage you to read the whole chapter. Jesus paints a very clear picture. It doesn't come from an apostle. It doesn't come from a disciple. It comes from Jesus. How many believes we ought to listen to his words? So everyone wants to know when Jesus is coming back. Here's my question. If you knew Jesus was coming back at 3 o'clock today, what would you do and what would you change before he came? You have to search your heart. You have to decide what is in me that wouldn't be pleasing to him. The Bible says in Matthew 24 and 36, I'll give you some scripture, but of that day and that hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, Jesus is talking, but he said, my father only knows. Matthew 24 and 40 says like this, then two men will be in the field and one will be taken and one will be left. It's going to be instant. He said, two women will be grinding at the meal and one will be taken and one will be left. He said in verse 42, watch therefore for you know not what hour your Lord will come. Church, I'm here to tell you, you don't know when it's going to happen. So the only thing I can tell you as a pastor, as a friend, as a dad, as a husband, it's my responsibility. I got to be ready. I got news for you. There's going to be a lot of preachers I think that's going to be left behind because they've stopped preaching the truth. 
Because they've gotten into an uncomfortable gospel that's a feel-good gospel so that everybody will like them and like them and approve of them and, and, and pat them on the back and say, oh, Pastor, you did a good job this morning. Listen, I'm not here to make friends necessarily with you. I'm here to save you from a damnable hell so that you can spend an eternity in heaven with your Lord and with your Savior and your loved ones. Yeah, heaven's a great place. Heaven's a real place. But so is hell. And I don't want anyone to go there. I don't believe any, anyone sitting in this, in this house today or watching online, I don't, I don't believe anyone wants anybody to go to hell. So my question is, what are you doing to stop them? How are you living before your friends? How are you living before your family, your sons and your daughters? Do your children know about the coming of the Lord? Do they know about that great taking away? It's a reality, and we got to deal with it. I believe there's some principles that the Holy Spirit has given me in this story. First of all, we got ten virgins. Everybody send ten virgins. It's a bridegroom. Okay, oh, excuse me. It's, 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 it's like a bridesmaid, all right? It's that one that's going to give their heart to, to that man uh, on their special day. And, and these ten virgins represent the church. They represent you and me. First of all, I want you to look at the similarities. First, they were all virgins, they all had lamps. They all had oil in their lamps. They were all there in the place they were supposed to be to meet the bridegroom. They all showed up. Listen, they all fell asleep while they were waiting. And his coming was delayed. What separated them from wise to foolish? Ten virgins, five, five, five wise, five foolish. The difference between the foolish and the wise is the foolish didn't have enough oil. Started out good, but they didn't have enough to finish. It's my encouragement to you is that you not get weary in well-doing, but that you recognize you have a race to finish. You, you recognize that as a son or as a daughter, church isn't all there is to having a relationship with Jesus. Coming to a building isn't all there is to having a relationship with Jesus, and it ain't the church. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Let me say it like this. You are a spirit locked up in a body. And, and one day, your spirit's... When you take your last breath here, here it's going to be, you're going to take your next breath in heaven or you're going to take it in hell. There's no in-between. I don't care what they told you. That's the Bible. It's not the domination. I'm not going to preach to you religion. I'm going to tell you the truth. So you have to determine how you live on this earth will determine where you spend eternity. And it's your choice. So there are some things that we can do. I believe there's some principles and some keys of getting right and being ready. If you're taking notes, I want you to write these three P's down. Uh, three P's. Not because I'm very smart, because it's easy for me to remember. Are you ready? First of all, for the coming of the Lord, we got to learn how to take it personal. It's a personal thing. It's a personal responsibility. Number two, you got to be prepared. Prepared. Instant in season and out of season, in the good and in the bad, when you're fighting with your wife or your husband and when you're not. You must stay prepared. When the economy's doing great, when the economy's not doing so good, you stay prepared. And number three, you must know the purpose of the oil. 
Oil represents, this is, this is some oil. Oil represents Holy Spirit in Scripture. It's a type and a shadow. Always has been. Holy Spirit is the third Godhead. It's the fullness of God. It's not part of God. It's all of God. You hear me? It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost. I don't care which one you call it. They're both the same thing. Don't get scared. Jesus said, I got to go away so that the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, can come. If I don't go away, you can't experience the fullness of who my Father is. And I need you to tap, your, tap into him and have a relationship with him so that you can be led and so you can be convicted, so that you can, so that you can uh, be a bold and so you can be a witness and so you can understand all truth. That's what he said. So, so I'm going to go away, Jesus talking to his disciples and to us. I'm going to go away so the fullness, the third Godhead, the Holy Spirit can come and dwell in you if you will walk with him. So write this down. I gave you the three P's. Personal, prepared, and purpose. All right? But now we're going to break it down. I'm going to move quickly. Verse 2 talks about, Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. I wrote this down. God will always give you a free choice. Okay? It's a personal choice. God will always give you a free choice. Stop blaming other people for your mess. Don't blame your behavior on your past abuse, your past hurts, your past circumstances. Sooner or later, you have to choose to make for yourself uh, to, to move forward and allow change to come through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You cannot blame what your daddy did to you when you were five years old. Now you're 25 years old. Sooner or later, you got to quit being angry and bitter and upset and blaming this and blaming that. Well, this is why I don't serve God. This is why I don't pray. This... No, listen to me. Don't go to hell for anybody. It's a personal decision. And it's very important, no matter how old or how young you are, you recognize God will never, well, let me say it like that. He will always give you the choice to choose him or deny him. Your circumstances, let me say it like this. Your circumstances may be the result of the way you are, but stop letting them be an excuse for you to stay that way. Don't allow your circumstances to keep you stuck. Don't allow your past hurts and pains and failures. Recognize, for God I'll live and for God I die. I'm not going to live for people. I'm not going to live for church. I'm not going to live for an organization. I'm not going to live for even my husband or even my wife. You cannot live for your family more than you live for him. Jesus said you've got to love him more than you love them. Come on. We must put priorities first. It's a personal choice. I'm, I'm saying it tight, but I got to say it right. Come on. I need you to know there's no excuses. It's a personal choice, and God will never push himself on you. Here's some scripture for you. Joshua said it like this when it comes to making a choice. 24 and 15. But as for me and my house or my family, he's making a declaration. He's making a choice. We will serve the Lord. John 3 and 3 said it like Jesus said it like this. I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You know what that means? That means it doesn't matter what your record attendance is at church. Doesn't matter how much money you give or donate. Does not matter how much you serve. Does not matter, watch, how much you love. If you don't know him, it's all in vain. Somebody say personal. All right, number two, this will fall under prepared. Number two, our responsibility 
is to be ready and prepared for Jesus to come. Are you ready? See, the virgins, they were all there. They were all there. They were, they were all located in the right place. They had all positioned themselves. They looked the part. They were carrying their lamps. I mean, let's just be honest. They, it, it was, their lamps were lit. They looked the part. They knew how to talk the talk. They were even seemingly walking the walk. But they, the five foolish, there was something missing. Something they hadn't caught. Something they weren't prepared for. A delay. And there will always be something that happens in your life. Life will hit you in different ways. Circumstances will hit you in different ways. But listen to me. You must learn how to prepare now. Prepare even in the times of resting seasons. Prepare in those moments when you're not really going through any tests. Pastor, I'm not really dealing with anything. I don't need no prayer for any. I don't need anything. Okay, prepare in those moments. That's when you get on your face. That's when you develop relationship. That's when you study the Word of God. That's when you really dig deep. Because when the storm comes, you've got to be ready. You must be ready. The Bible says that all the virgins carried lamps. They even all, watch, trimmed the lamp. <laughs> they trimmed their lamp. And, and, and I know this is a little bit more 21st century uh, LED. But uh, in, in those days, they had oil. And the oil would be in the lamps. And when it would run out, they would have to tr trim. Uh, things would get low. And the oil would run low. They'd have to trim the, uh, the little string there, and, 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 which causes the oil to come to the top. And, and if they didn't trim it, it, it would die out. So they all was trimming it. I mean, they looked great. Everything looked good. Their lights were burning. But trouble, something delayed the coming. I don't know what's delaying the coming, in your opinion. I do know scripturally the main reason there's been a delay is because there's been great mercy. There's been great grace bestowed on this church, on our communities, on our cities, on our families. Great grace and, and mercy from the Father saying, I'm giving you more time. I'm giving you more time. My, your, your time's running out, but I'm giving you time. It's our responsibility to be ready and prepared for Jesus. Foolish people only do what... What they have to do, not more than they need to do. You will have to learn that the extra time you spend with God on a consistent basis is to draw you closer, not push you away. Who is usually, let me ask you this question, who, who's usually sometimes, who's, who's known for being late to places? Yeah, okay, a couple of honest people in the house, all right. All right, so do you know why you're late? Because you don't prepare. If you would start preparing, one thing I hate, I hate to be late. If, if there's one thing, I, I want to be five minutes early, but there's one thing, I don't want to be late because it's a reflection of me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not throwing any stones at you late people, but I just, just want to make sure you know the reason you're late is because you didn't prepare for there to be a traffic jam. You didn't prepare for somebody to... Uh, you know, pull out in front of you or, or stay stuck behind. How many's ever gotten stuck behind somebody at a stop sign? And they could have went 12 times. And, and it's like they need every single car to be 3,000 yards away before that. 
Anyway, uh, I get aggravated sometimes. <clears throat> sometimes the reason people aren't prepared is because of laziness. As Christians, I believe laziness is actually one of our greatest enemies. Because we can learn to take it easy. And we look at it like this. Oh, I'm saved. I'm good. Now, I, I go to church. They can take care of the rest. I, I, don't, I don't need to be a, a leader. I'm just following somebody else that leads. Why, why, why would we take on that mentality whenever we have the ability to do great and we settle for being good? Listen, do now today what you need to do and you'll be thankful tomorrow. Don't put it off. There is freedom in now. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Today is the day of salvation. Prepare now. Revelation 3.15, Jesus, Jesus was talking about the, the, the seven churches. And, and, and he, gives this, he, he makes this declaration. For I know your works. This is one of the churches of Laodicea. That you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. What he's saying is I can't stand unprepared people. That's what he's saying. I'm looking for sons and daughters who will stay prepared, who will stay on fire, who will stay vigilant in their prayer life, vigilant in their relationship with me. Number three, dealing with purpose. Know the purpose of the oil for yourself. These five foolish thought, you know what? It's okay we ain't got our own. We'll, uh, we'll just take we'll just take with their oil. We'll use Sister, Sister June's oil. She's a good prayer warrior. I know I haven't been praying that much. I, I, I know I haven't been being that faithful. And, and, and I, I knew I hadn't been, but I, I, I figured I had enough. I didn't, I didn't expect him to be late. And suddenly we almost can take on a mentality, well, you owe me. You, you, you should give me. that. You're not a Christian. If you was a Christian, you would give me what you got. Listen, I want you to know the power of oil. I want you to know the power of your oil, your Holy Spirit, your God. It's a personal thing. You must know the purpose of this Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit is what's going to convict you when you're in the wrong places at wrong times. This Holy Spirit, that oil, that, that, that His presence will lead you and guide you and direct you and put you in places, uh, take you out of places you shouldn't be and put you in the right places when you should be there. You, you can't make it in life without the Holy Spirit. You've got to have oil in, flowing in your life. It's not enough to look the part, play the part, talk the part. No. Do you have what you need to make it to the end? The Bible says they that endure till the end shall be saved. It didn't say they that start. It says those who finish. And I'm convinced there's a lot of people. Maybe you're watching today and you've got, caught yourself in, in a place where you, you're lackadaisical. You're comfortable. You, you haven't... You used to read your Bible, but you've stopped reading your word. You used to pray with the family, but you've just been too busy. And I'm just asking you, if he came back right now, are you ready? Your oil. They said, give us your oil. 
Give us your oil. And I'm so thankful. I want you to see this. I'm so thankful that the scripture says, they said, no. The best thing that they could have told them was, no. Why? Because if they would have given what they had, then they may not have had enough. All I'm telling you is that sometimes we, live, we do live in a world where we don't want to be offensive. We don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But I guarantee you, those five foolish virgins, they were posting on Facebook. Guarantee you. I can't believe these jokers ain't going to give us their oil. We had to stop what we was doing, leave the party, and go to the store and try to buy our own. Do you believe? I thought they were Christians. Can you, can you hear that? Sounds just like the 21st century. Because everybody's going to get offended. Guess what? Chapter 24 says that's one of the signs that he's coming. People are easily offended. Signs, wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, all, all those things. Earthquakes. How, how many think we're seeing any of that stuff? Lots of signs. But it talks about people being easily offended and, 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 and hating on one another. Division like you've never seen before. How many, how many has ever seen the division we've seen now? Never seen it like this before. It's, it's, it's not an accident. It is a sign. I'm asking you, do you have your oil? The best thing they could have done was said no. They weren't saying no. We don't want you to go to heaven. We don't want you to uh, make it to heaven. They were saying no. What we have is only enough to, to, to take us through the delay that we're experiencing. I'm just here to tell you, you got to be prepared. you got to be on your knees and, 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 and crying out and saying, Lord, teach me, lead me, guide me. I don't want to miss what you've got for me. That's all it's about. Hebrews chapter 9 and 27 said, And, and as it is appointed for man, watch this, There's, this is one appointment you won't miss, once to die, and after this, the judgment. 1 Peter 4.17 says it like this. For the time has come for judgment to begin. Watch this church. At the house of the Lord. House of God. It, if it begins with us. Somebody say us. What will the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God be? What he's saying is. If we're not ready. How do we expect others to be ready? That's what he's saying. And there's going to come a judgment. He has to judge us because sin is wretched. Sin has come to divide us. It's come to separate us from God. It's always been the plan of the enemy to separate us, to pull us away from his presence. But God, thank you, Lord. John 3, 16, sent his son into the world. <laughs> his only son, that whosoever would call upon his name. Come on. How many understands? God loved you so much. He loved you so much. He gave everything he had. That whosoever would believe in him should not perish. He don't want you to die. He wants you to live for all eternity. Somebody say, don't go to hell for anybody. Last thought. The Bible says they went to buy. Number four. They went to buy oil that they were short on. And the scripture says when they come back and they've got their oil, okay, we're back. The bridegroom had already come. 
And those five foolish came knocking on the door. Could you let us in? We're back. I know you ain't seen us in a while, but we're back. We got our oil. And a voice came behind the door and said, No, no. Depart from me. I never knew you. Number four. When the door is shut, no man can open it. No matter, listen, who you are. Did you hear me? Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter who your mom and daddy is. My kids ain't getting to heaven on my coattails, on my prayers, or on my oil. Listen, my kids know they have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ or they won't make it. You say, Pastor Darren, that's pretty raw. It is raw. It was raw and wretched on the cross when Jesus was beat with a cat of nine tails and hung on that cross with three nails, one on his, on his hands and his feet. And he hung there and he died and he took his last breath. It was raw. He was naked before everyone. No loincloth. Exposed. Suffered. And he died so that my kids and your kids and your wife and your husband, so that our families, our sons and daughters and boys and girls and cousins, aunts, uncles, co-workers, enemies and friends could know there is a way. There's a way. And it's through this man named Jesus. Don't take a chance in not being ready, sir. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and 2, it says, Behold, now is the day of salvation. Matthew 24 says it like this, But as in the days of Noah, you don't know what it's going to be like? As in the days of Noah, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. Until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know. They didn't know. They didn't know until the flood came and swept them away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. 66 references in your Bible say be watchful. Be ready. Be attentive. Don't go to sleep. If I was Satan and I could convince you with one thing I would convince you you have all the time in the world you're only 16 you're not even married yet you got plenty of time you, you just put it off a little bit longer do your party and do your running around live your life be you if I was the devil I'd tell you, you got all the time in the world. But when the door's shut, no man can enter or can open that door. 1 Corinthians 15 and 51 says this. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not always, or we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, 
For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. Are you ready? Is your heart prepared? Thank you for joining me today. I trust and believe that God's Word has strengthened your faith. Why don't you visit me at DarrenFarmer.com and let's do life together on all social media platforms. And as always, your prayers and your financial giving is always welcome. God bless you.